What's up, everybody? You're listening to License to Ball Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of License to Ball. I'm your host, Gabriel Bocci, and today we're going to be speaking about an interesting topic, uh, the pros and cons of being a footballer abroad. Um, my guest today is Boy Fillet. How are you doing, Boy? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Um, yeah, Boy and I, we used to play together in the national team, and we've kept in contact for the past years now, and yeah, today we're going to speak about... Uh, the pros and cons of being a footballer abroad. Uh, so, Bori, introduce yourself. So, my name is Bori Fale. It's actually Falaye for all you uh, <laughs> Nigerians out there. Shout out to y'all. But, um, yeah, my name is Bori. Um, I'm 22 years old and I'm a footballer. I play for um, TSV or TSV Alemania Aachen in Germany. And, yeah, um, I'm very very happy to be on the show today uh thanks for having me yeah it's uh it's an honor to have you here uh should we get real started? honor yeah let's <laughs> get started <laughs> all right all right um so yeah what influenced you to become a footballer abroad uh that's a good question i think like uh when i was younger like i come from a nigerian family obviously i'm nigerian uh and football is the number one sport in nigeria so it's what everybody plays. I, I don't know, like, uh, when my parents said that when I was younger, when I was a baby and I was just learning how to walk, I started to kick a ball around. So I don't know. It's Football's just always been with me. And then when uh, we came to Canada, I would always play in school, and then I would watch football. And I'd see all these, like, big stars, you know, you know the Ronaldos, the Ronaldinhos, the Messis, all these guys. And then... I would always like imitate them and try and do what they do and for me I've always seen football as like being in Europe you know like Europe is where the highest level of fo- football is and the type of person I am I always want to try and pursue to reach the highest level that I can in the sport so I think that's what drew me to come to Europe and yeah I, I, th- I would say that that's how I ended up you know, wanting to come to Europe. I respect that. Football. I respect that. And uh, so, what are some of the things you've had to sacrifice to come abroad? Because you know, it's it's not easy being away from home. So, what what are the type of things that you know you had to sacrifice before you came and and when you got uh, to Germany? Yeah. So, like you said, before I came, I think that like a lot of things I had to sacrifice. The main thing I would say is my time. You know, I think um, if you want to do anything well. Uh, you have to put a lot of time and effort into it. I remember talking to you about this earlier another time, like about how much training we had to do just to get to like the level that we currently are at. And I think um, <clears throat> for me, when I was younger, I was kind of wasn't restricted, but like <laughs> my parents are very, were very strict or they wanted us to be very focused. And anybody who comes from a like, African household knows how important like grades are so I had to keep a certain like standard of grades and then I was pursuing football and doing all this extra training and things like that Um, so I didn't really have a lot of time for a lot of other things that uh, kids generally do I never really 
went to parties or things like that because I was either doing school or football. But I think when I got here, uh, the main thing that I would sacrifice is just, I would say I sacrifice is being away from your family. I think that um, you don't really realize how important it is until you actually leave. You know, when you go to Europe, there's a bunch of different uh, cultural adjustments you have to make and different things. And for me, at first it wasn't hard. I was like, I'm here doing what I want to do. But then the longer you stay there, you realize more of the differences between um, uh being in Europe and being in your home place and then you also notice uh, when you get you don't see your family for three months and then six months and then a year then you realize how it starts to be more of a sacrifice but uh, that's what I would say yeah so you you mentioned uh, the cultural differences so what were like your expectations before you came and how did that you know benefit you with the the culture differences in and the the football aspect of things. So, do you mean how did the the culture in terms of football or outside of football, just in terms of never, regular life? Okay, so I would say in terms of like outside of football, the first big, uh, the first main thing was the language barrier. Um, everywhere I've gone in Europe, I haven't spoken the language, so I've had to do my best to learn it as quickly as possible so that I could communicate because. For me, I'm someone who I hate feeling like I'm illiterate, like I can't speak with people. You know, someone could be kidnapping you and you wouldn't even know. <laughs> so you, I always made it a priority to learn the language. I think that's one of the main things. The second thing I would say is food. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of different, different yeah, foods. I <laughs> yeah, I miss that jollof rice. <laughs> I remember one time I came to Dusseldorf and uh, I just arrived there after I was coming from Portugal. I wanted to just eat Burger King or something because just something familiar. And then the Uber driver that picked me up was actually Ghanaian. And I told him where, he, uh, where I was going and he's like, nah, you're not eating this dead seafood. <laughs> and he drove me to a Nigerian restaurant and I really, uh, I really felt like I was at home there. But uh, some things happen. That's for another podcast. But uh, yeah, I would say I would say the food. There's a lot of different things, and I just have to be open to trying a lot of different foods. And like, you, as a footballer, you can't eat much uh, fast food. But they have none of the same fast food places. Like, rarely like you have McDonald's, Burger King, Subway. I can't think of any other ones other than like maybe Pizza Hut. But like, it just tastes different here. And it's like healthier. One time I ate McDonald's and I saw this like in the chicken sandwich. It's like they pick grass from outside and put it in. <laughs> it's like, what you put in in this sandwich? <laughs> but um, yeah, I would say that those are the two main things. And in terms of like football, I would say culturally people just li eat, like sleep and breathe football here. I feel like there's a lot more pressure to play football here than there's in North America. Even if you go to like low league clubs, they have ultras, which are like the fans who come to every match, travel, you know, bang drums and like for seventh, sixth league clubs. So when you get higher, it's like, there's a lot more pressure because football is the, the main thing over here. But I think that that helps you grow and helps you mature. Um, uh, so I would say those are the main 
differences. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool because I also noticed that when I came, like the loyalty some of the fans have for their clubs, whether they're in the fifth, sixth division, you know, you have thousands of people come out and support their fans, yeah. their their clubs, sorry. And it's, it's pretty amazing, you know, it's something you don't see in North America. But there's a lot of pressure on you no matter what the division you're in. But have you, have you ever had any weird encounters with fans or... Um, weird in what sense? Not weird, but something that you, you, something happened with the fans that you didn't expect to happen, like, at all, and it just happened. Um, I'd say, well, this is pretty, this was a good, uh, scenario that happened. I wouldn't say it was, it was bad, but it was, it was weird. It was definitely odd. Um, we had gotten promoted to the third division when I was playing for Cockpus. And the fans ran on the field, <laughs> which is, I guess, normal in a sense. And, you know, usually they'll be happy and they'll just like high five you. But like, they would come and they would kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> so they would, you know, some people would try to kiss you on their mouth. Yo. Yeah, it was, fight. Yeah, it was, it was, it was insane. But the people were trying to, you have to like really fight yourself off. Like, oh, okay, yeah, like, thank you. You know, we won. Haha. Bro, but, like, please you mean like <laughs> the man them were trying to kiss you? Yeah, on all, the lips, all bro. Women. It was, bro. It was crazy. I'd be Audi. I would not stay there. Yeah, but I mean, you know, when you have twenty something thousand people crowded around you, you can't really run. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, uh, for the next question, yeah, what, what, what were some of the fears that you had before coming, and how did you overcome that? Mm. I would say that I didn't really have any fears specifically with coming to europe i wasn't someone that was like oh i was gonna be i'm scared of uh like missing my family or i'm scared of being in a different country i would say the the main fear i would say that i had was fear of not making it i would say that that's the thing that i struggled with the most um the fear of being rejected i feel like <clears throat> as a person i'm somebody who i don't like to hear that like I, I can take constructive criticism to make me better, but I don't like hearing that, oh, I'm not good enough. And I had a fear of going there and coming back empty-handed. I remember like sometimes when I initially started going over, uh, the first trial I went on, it went well. So I was like, ah, that's one in the bag. I know that if everything else goes wrong here, I'm not coming back to Canada to tell people, yeah, this, this, that, that. Um, so I think that that was one of the biggest fear I had, and I think it's rooted in fear of what other people's opinions, like what other people thought of me. So I think that, um, I think the way I overcame that is, <laughs> I think God just put me through the fire, you know? I think yeah. I went through a lot of rejection for not a lot of different reasons. I think when people come to Europe, they just think that if you do well, it's gonna, everything's gonna work. But I went to many places where I did really well and things didn't work, you know, the way that I wanted to. And then I was left in a place of um, not, like, times I've been left in a place of not having anything, just thinking, like, wow. But then <clears throat> through, like, consistent effort, God just would make a way for me to be somewhere. So I think that that's how I overcame it, by actually experiencing it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's what I would say. No, it, uh, 
you know, I grew and, and it's something that I also you know, came to realization with is, you know, there's this whole expectation that everything's going to go well and you're going to come here and you're, you know, the first team that you go on trial with or the second team that you go on trial with, it goes well and you think, oh, everything's going to happen. You know, I'm going to be a Bundesliga player or whatever, Champions League player in the next few years. Um, yeah. And then reality hits and you know, things don't go that way. And as footballers, you have to understand that everything has to fall into place. Literally everything has to fall into place. Yeah. So I think, you know, keeping that resilience and, and you know, striving forward, even though you, you've gone through a tough moment is, is very important and you'll be rewarded for it in the future. Yeah, I agree. And I think that anybody who wants to go to Europe, they should not have the, uh, they should not have the fear of things not working out on the first time. Like, if things do work out on the first time, it's good. But they should expect rejection. Not that you should say that I'm not going to go. I'm going to go here and not be successful. But I think that even the fear of not things not working out perfectly is what can hold people back a lot of times. So I think that we just have to... You just have to be able to go through it. Like, nobody's going to get everything on the first time. So... No, no, it's it's you know it's a marathon. It's it's not a sprint. Yeah, it takes time. You have to you know strive through it, and you know it's not only happening to the players that are going abroad. It's happening to the players that you know live here. Um, so I think those are things you have to take into accountability that you know it may not work out at the first uh, try, but if you keep going, if you keep working at it, eventually it uh, it will go your way. Yeah, um, have you grown as a person since moving abroad? And, and uh, you know, in what ways have, have you seen that you've grown as a player, as a person? I think I would... I, uh, let me answer the easier one first. I think um, in terms of football, like, the difference in level from Canada and North America uh, to um, Europe is just immense. Like not necessarily on an individual technical level but with the understanding of the game the tactical level the speed of play i think that's when i first started coming over that's something i really struggled with the tactical because in canada it was more like oh you get the ball you just dribble through a bunch of players you know you bang in a goal everybody cheers claps your name claps their hands cheers your name but i think when you got get here it's really team oriented and the players are just smarter so you have to like adapt to that and you can't just do the same things you had did before and expect to have the same success so i think that um just in my understanding of the game and in my mind as a footballer um i've grown and i think as a person i've grown in a lot of aspects that have helped me on the football pitch i think um becoming more mature and independent you know living by yourself and in a different country uh, it causes you to mature quicker and I think it also causes you to be more adaptable I think that there's just so many lessons that I've learned along the way like how to be resilient how to you know deal with the rejection how to be patient in a time of like unknown I think there's a lot of experiences where footballers have to go through where they don't know what's next and in this time it's easy to become flustered and stressed and a lot of things like I remember seeing um, this player I know from Canada and Gabe you know him too but he plays for Saarbrücken 
I don't want to mention, mention his name because I don't don't know what that's gonna do. I ain't trying to pay no <laughs> fines, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> um, when Corona hit, he talked and he's like, "It's interesting because I feel like people are starting to f- experience what I've experienced all this time being a footballer, the unknown, like the the loneliness, the stress, and all those things." But I think just as a whole it's grown me in many different aspects i'm thankful to god even for the hardest times i've been through there's times where i didn't have wi-fi for months and living in small places but all these things gave me a time to think and uh and i think lastly one thing i would say is it helped me realize what is important in life i think when you're surrounded by even when you have success you can realize that there's emptiness and success and emptiness and being un- unsuccessful and I think that your wholeness as a person isn't one thing I've realized is your wholeness as a person isn't based upon the merit of your career or anything else I think that you have to get that from another place so yeah well, I like what you said there yeah I like what you said there with not knowing what is you know is to come in the, in the future um you know, as players, we're we're often set upon you know contracts, and and we always want to know where we're going to be, and you know this comfort feeling that we have a place, we have a home. Um, and so, how did you get through those moments where, like, you know, you didn't know what was next, um, you were unsure? How did you get through those times? I think some practical things I would say is that. Um, I had very good, I'm thankful to God I had good people around me, you know, that I could always talk to in these times, you know, it's very, very um, frustrating um, being in these periods, I don't think anybody likes it, Um, but just in, uh, just tying into what I said earlier, every time I would be in a situation where I didn't know exactly what was happening next, um, I would always think about, oh, like this affirms everybody who said like I couldn't be able to do I wasn't able to do it uh, before this like affirms them and um, I would also think about oh like what if I had to go back to Canada like what would people say it's always just thinking about like what other people would say so I think uh, just having good people around me helped me with that and I think just a lot spending a lot of time like praying and just being unplugged from like everything else that's going on I think that was really important for me and I think the most important even though this is um, uh, impractical in a, a sense but it's learning to be comfortable no it's practical but it's learning to be comfortable in an uncomfortable situation I think for me just learning to trust God like throughout all these situations I've had at the end of the at the end of it I've always found somewhere you know, like, uh, it may not be necessarily where I wanted to be uh, at that point in time, but from one situation to the next, I've always found the team. So I think uh, learning to trust that I'm not going to be left out to dry and that there's a purpose. And even though the, this thing that has happened that I may not like, um, I'm going to get through it and I'm going to be somewhere better and where I need to be. So I think just having that trust and reliance on God is um, what has helped me to learn to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Yeah, God's got you, man. God's got you. 
and uh, I respect that. You know, it's it, as footballers, we're we're not told to to leave out all the thoughts of other people, which is you know easier said than done. This is reality. You know, you think about these things, and uh, for you to say, okay, you know, I'm not really gonna care about the, what the others say or what they might say if I if I come up short or whatever. You know, you you just went and did your thing, and I respect that. Um, I respect that a lot. You know, it's not easy as a footballer to to do those things. And it's something that's, you know, demanded of us because if you want to get to yeah. the higher level, you have to be able to shut these people out, these things out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the fact that you did that, I have a lot of respect for. The, the funny thing, though, is that I feel like I've been on the other side. I feel like when things have gone really well for me and I've seen that, like, or even before I even went and I like because everyone has a perception of how things should be and how they should work so when I see that things didn't go like perfectly for someone else I'd just be I'd be questioning in my mind like are they just like not not that good or something like that or so I think and just not just not partaking but hearing other people talk about those people who didn't uh succeed at first you know um hearing people talk about those people and just just being in the conversation seeing how people laughed and stuff like that then i think being on the other side and being in the situation i would remember those circumstances and seeing how other people treated those who you know didn't go on the first time and just were 100 percent successful and i think that that also contributed to to it but one thing that i would say is that's been a very humbling circumstance for me someone i'm not going to say his name again but uh i played with this person and he started off at a very very low level when he came over like like really like a low level and i know i remember i remember playing street football at one point one point and then people were talking they're like wow like how could you go there like this place is trash whatever but now he's playing in the second bundesliga so it's uh Big jump. Yeah, football football is is crazy, man. You can literally be at the bottom and the top the next week, the next month, the next year. It goes really quickly. Um, you know, if you put in the work, you put in the performances, someone out there will see you, and uh, you'll eventually make the step. Yeah. Um, so, what are the some of the changes and things you had to adapt to uh, coming abroad? So I think in line with some of the things I said earlier, like I would say the language again, that's something that I, I had to adapt to. And this one's kind of weird, but I would say like the train systems. Um, <laughs> when I first came, I used to be scared to like go on a train or a bus really like uh, within the city or something by myself because I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like I don't want to get lost. But then after having to take countless train rides between countries and within cities and buses and stuff like that, I feel like I had to adapt to just know how to get places, you know, if you don't have um, somebody to take you there, you know, just learn how to, like, be independent in that sense. And, um, yeah, I think in terms of other things, Siv, Oh yeah, and another thing that I had to adapt and change is I had to learn to become more outgoing. 
I think when I was in Canada, I was a really shy person. I think now I, I still generally keep to myself. But I think now I've learned the skill of being able to go into a situation with not knowing anybody and, and like, bring myself to that situation. And I think I remember going on trial, like, the first time when I would go meet people. When you come somewhere, you have to shake everybody's hands. You have to go around. I remember I used to be so scared of being in the change room and shaking everybody's hands. Sometimes I think I would just, I'd either want to be the first there so everyone could shake my hand or just, um... I think there are times where I just didn't even do it. But like, uh, this is just something so simple to go around and shake everybody's hands. But I think I've learned to be more outgoing and um, be able to be in different situations and still be myself. But yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a, a big part of the game, being outgoing and, and you know being able to interact with the other people, your teammates, use, as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, being in the chain room and maybe not understanding the language and you know it's 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 really hard. Oh, um yeah, wie ist dein Deutsch? Mein Deutsch, mein Deutsch ist richtig gut, besser als deins. Yeah, ich bin Deutscher. You guys who are listening, um, he said his German is better than mine. I That's no cap, no capola. <laughs> this guy. Let me tell you guys something. One time, um, I was talking to Gabe. Uh, he was at his house with um, one of his teammates. Then I started speaking German with his teammates, teammate, and this guy was surprised. I was like, "Bro, why are you surprised? Don't you know I'm German? I have a German flag in my room." <laughs> You're telling me I, did, I bro. Let's let's not play here. <laughs> Actually, I'm not gonna cap. Gabe's been in Germany much longer than I have, like two years long or three years longer. So his German is, he's also fluent, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a story I won't forget. <laughs> but um, has uh, moving abroad to play football, has it like changed your mood for the game or has it been the same? Do you know, do you still get that feeling like you're, you're a kid on the pitch or has it you know, sort of changed as you come abroad? Playing abroad has definitely changed it a lot. <laughs> I think... Um, when you come here and then you play there's so much pressure you have to think I'm trying to like play well so I can get a better contract and then like I want to move up in life I gotta you know all this stuff it becomes it's literally your job so I feel in a lot of aspects the fun in the sense um, it's like if you're not careful the fun and enjoyment that you of playing can really get lost um, amidst the other things I think it's different for players who are over here It's still the same thing But they're not leaving everything to come over here You know It's like I came over here This is the one thing I'm doing You may be doing school on the side or whatever But it's like for one reason I came over here So when you have that one reason It's like everything is hanging on this So I have to do well you know So I think in some senses it's kind of like shifted it and there have been times where like I really struggled with it and I'm like man this is hard like coming to training every day rain snow whatever having to do everything well that you want to like and sometimes you don't get a break from it but I think it's a blessing to be able to play I think that just being able to find the joy that you had when you were young uh, that does a lot for how you play and it'll help you um 
play better but that's that's what i would say yeah i definitely uh agree and when when i came over here i, I also noticed it was, it was very hard and you know the players here of course they take it seriously but it's you know it's something that is just natural here it's part of the culture where we have to you know really go across the pond leave everything leave our family our friends yeah uh, behind just to, you know get an opportunity um and that's not easy and you know sometimes you take it more seriously than you have to at times yeah or than you should um but i know for me at a point i noticed that you know i'm taking this way too seriously um though it is very serious and it's a job and you know i have to make money from it and I, you know there's things that you know come with it um i have to enjoy it i have to enjoy every moment i have to be grateful like this is you know i have an opportunity to play and i have to enjoy every single moment whether it's hard uh whether it's easy this i think you know for everyone that is coming abroad um or even if you're playing football at home just to always remember to have fun enjoy your football um and never lose that no matter what yeah i think that you play the best when you're having fun and enjoying the game yeah. so it doesn't make it, theoretically it doesn't make sense that you should shift away from that if you want to be successful but uh as gabe said amidst all the things that are going on here then it's sometimes easy to to fall into that So has uh, playing abroad given you more confidence in your football and your everyday life, or has it been more so of a humbling experience, or both? Mm. I would say that it's been a bit of both. Uh, I would say that playing abroad in and of itself, I don't think it's made me more confident, but it's taught me real confidence. I think when you come over here and then you're surrounded with a lot of good players even when everything is daunting like it can be daunting if you go to a club you see a huge stadium you know you see facilities you've never seen in your life uh you see all these things and it's daunting so uh, you see i think at times it can cause you to like overrate something somebody does they just they do something simple and you're like wow like oh my gosh he's playing at this club he's doing this but um I think that in that sense, it's it's been humbling. Also, there are truly a lot of very, very good players that are just amazing. So sur being surrounded by such talent, that's that's also humbling. But I think um, true confidence is like being confident irrespective of your situation. So I think l learning to even in, uh, in spite of, despite being in a place with big players who have like million dollar market value played for all these clubs and all this stuff and being able to do you and play amongst that and shine and you know not lose yourself i think that that's real confidence i think that that's what's teaching me um how to truly be confident rather than having a false perception of confidence being where you're seen as the best you know, it's easy to be confident when everybody says you're the best, but when you're somewhere where you have to prove yourself, if you can truly be confident in that situation, um, then I think that that is true confidence. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I like what you said there. Um, you know, it's easy when people tell you, oh, you're the great, you're, you're the best. Um, 
but when you're in a place where you know you have all these big players, maybe some are better than you, and you have to like push your way and you know show yourself. Um, that is true confidence. It builds character. Um, I know uh, now compared to what I what I was before, I feel like a, a beast. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm gonna be honest, uh, with all the the things I've had to go through and. Um, you know, having to show myself, even when uh, the players around me may have been better, may have had more experience, uh, at a higher level. Um, so yeah. Um, so did you ever like feel alone while you're here abroad? Um, and how did you deal with those things? Because you know, being away from home, not having you know a physical mom there or a physical dad or brother or sister, you know, you have. To, Oftentimes, you have to go through things alone. Yeah. Did you ever feel that way, and, and how do you get through those things? Um, I would say I have felt alone many times being here. Uh, like I said before, there's a time where I was in a place with 2,500 people. Uh, there was no Wi-Fi in the place I was staying. Um, I lived, like, right by the stadium, and all I did was train, come inside, watch dvds <laughs> that my coach gave me on the tv uh baby play some playstation i would study sometimes for fun that's how that's how I was, that's how i was getting down <laughs> studying for fun no way. <laughs> yeah but um i definitely felt felt alone i remember times i would it was like i was sitting at the top part of the building i don't know why i'm describing it to you like you guys could see it or something but and then there was like a window on the roof and then you could pull it and open it. And I remember times, because I, I like to stargaze, I would just turn on music and just like look at the stars at like 1 a.m. and just be thinking like, wow, I'm really here, like just really in this place. And I think uh, at those times, what would help me was to press into the people around me, like my family and friends now like people say i'm always on the phone that's because i really am always on the phone like i gotta <laughs> talk to people you know uh the ones closest to me um i think that like i just spent spending a lot of time in prayer like because uh, my faith is, faith is very important to me and i think you're never truly alone because god is always with you um i think uh but that being said you do need other people but i think uh yeah, just pressing into, like, praying and pressing into God and my family. And just I, a lot of times calling Gabe, you know, to be honest. Yeah, calling Gabe, calling Gabe, yeah, we, you know. And just talking about things, like, when there's something on my mind, something I'm dealing with, talking to him uh, has helped me. My sister's been a big part of it. My, my mom, my girlfriend. That's not in any order in case any of them are listening. <laughs> That's not any way. I don't want no I want zero problems. <laughs> um but yeah. Just uh yeah. That's how I've dealt with it. No, I I definitely feel you have definitely experienced the, the loneliness uh, in keeping the family, you know, close to you from a distance, uh is very important calling them, texting them, whatever it is, you know, calling you, speaking with you. Yeah. Um it's definitely helped me you know, through tough times. Um, so, yeah, I think keep keeping your family close to you, keeping your friends close to you, you know, when they're not physically there and knowing that, you know, they have your back, 
it's definitely a warming feeling and helps you get through those those hard lonely times yeah and definitely um as you said the friends because i have some really good friends who like aren't in europe they really really be looking out for me and just supporting me in any way that they can and just a something for anybody who wants to come over to Europe um, I feel like we don't support each other enough Gabe was saying this at one time well you know I'll let you say I don't want to I don't want to teeth your idea <laughs> nah, I mean you can say you can go it's no problem no but <laughs> just like uh, we support each other for a distance as Gabe, from a distance as Gabe said we don't really like we don't really be looking out for each other like like we should I think that if you know somebody who's over here, you should call them and check up on them and see how they're doing with their situation because a lot of the things you're going through, they're probably going through as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, you know, there's, there's things that, as you said, um, they're probably going through the same situation. And, you know, they, they need someone to talk to. Talk to. Um, you need someone to talk to. Um, and, and these are things that we can do you know help each other call each other you know speak to each other we've all been friends we've all played together yeah um i understand you know we're grown and people are in different uh areas of their life which is but you know uh, don't be afraid to you know reach out and and speak because there's certain problems and and things that you're going through that you know is not so easy to deal with on your own. Yeah. And you need someone who's you know is going through a situ- situation that's similar to yours or understands, um, who can relate, that can help you. And it's 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 not a problem to you know ask for help to to speak. Yeah. About problems, you're human. You're a footballer. You know, yeah. We should all support each other. Yeah. So what are your three uh, top pros and three top cons of being a footballer abroad? Hmm. Um, pros. One. Hey, if I didn't come abroad, I would not have met my girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm put that in there. I'm going to say the self-development. Um... I think like I've grown in ways that I don't like I cannot foresee myself growing in if I was just if I just stayed in my comfort zone and stayed in Canada I think that the self-development and growth I think that just the career potential um, the potential that you can have uh, to have a great career in um, Europe is greater than in North America I think like even though the competition is stiffer here, um, there's there are more leagues and more places like where you can like really really develop. So I think that that's those are the three. And if yeah, so I'd say those are the three. Um, for the three cons, I would say that one of them is just um, I guess not being surrounded by your family I think that that's a con even though you can grow from that uh, I think the another con would be the food if you're not someone who's like open to trying new things and experiencing new foods I think that that could be a con for you 
And then the third one that I would say is a con for me is I would say the uncertainty Until you get to like the top, top level I feel like there's a lot of uncertainty, you know Things can change for you really quickly So until you get there, you have some form of lack of stability Unless you're content playing at a lower level So I would say those are the three cons Nice, nice, nice. Uh, yeah, we have some rapid fire for you. Uh, <laughs> we have five questions, so are you ready? I'm ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> All right, so uh, what year was Alemania Aachen founded? 1706. Um, according to Wikipedia, it's false. <laughs> Jeez, when? 1900. Jeez. Oh my gosh, it was 120- Jeez. Okay, anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been playing abroad? Uh, let me say four years. Yeah, correct. Uh, who is the leading goal scorer on your team? Hamdi Damani. And how many goals? Six. Correct. Um, if you could like go that. home and you would play a home game with three players, who would you pick? You mean in Canada? Yes. Play a home game with three players? Yeah. Well, it can be I, anyone in the world, of course. Okay. Know. I'll have to go with my cousin, Usman Dembele. Shout out to you, bro. <laughs> then I would go with um, Ronaldinho. Does he count? Okay, no, scrap that. Messi and Ronaldo. Let's just put this, let's just make it quick. <laughs> Messi, Ronaldo, and Usman Dembele. Let's just make it quick like that. <laughs> Okay, and how would you position them? How would I position them? It's a team of four, but it's a team of four. We're gonna go a line of four strikers. (laughs) 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 We we don't defend here. And for the last question, um, if you could uh, go back to your younger self, what would you say? I would say. You're in for a trip, my guy. <laughs> Things are about to get crazy. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say to him. <laughs> get prepared. Facts. Yeah, Facts. I, I hear that. Definitely. Uh, be prepared. Yeah. Um, my younger self did not know this was coming. <laughs> he did not know. <laughs> But I mean that, that's that's the joy of life, you know. You, you have a roller coaster, and you know you ride it. You go Definitely. On, uh, you adjust to the things that come at you. And, yeah. But yeah, if um, lastly, do you have any things like advice to say to people listening out there? Mm, I would say that if you are, um, I would say. Honestly, I would say um, for those who want to play football at a high level, I would say dream big. I think when I've come here, um, one thing I've noticed is that people can be very pessimistic in the sense like they can be realists to to a fault in a sense. Like I feel like the limitation for yourself starts in your mind. If you say you can't do something, there's a quote that says, it's him who says he can't and can are both right. 
And I think the limitation starts in your mind. So, of course, the journey is not easy. And at the end of the day, nobody knows. You may not you may not um, get to the goals that you have. But I think you have to dream big and live your life. Because if you don't, you're going to have regrets. So I would say just dream big and not just dream. I, I think set big goals because you have to work towards them. So that's what I would say to those who are... Um, starting the journey like we're we're on the journey we we aren't where we want to be but for those who want to get started that's what i would say yeah so that was a, was a great conversation with you boy thanks for uh, coming on the show thank you thank you i really enjoyed being here i, I had a lot of fun today yeah i uh, hope to have you again um yeah definitely yeah so thanks for listening to our episode on the pros and cons of being a footballer abroad um i hope you tune in next time and this is your show license to ball thank you guys so much for checking out the first official episode of the license to ball podcast make sure to follow us on all our socials they'll be in the description below there you can let us know what you like what you didn't like just your general feedback and you can also suggest topics that you'd want us to discuss in the future. So we really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Until next time.